Hello and welcome to So Good We Named It, the first Golden Girls and Golden Palace podcast and the first that I know of Golden Girls or Golden Palace podcast with black hosts. I'm Barrett and we have a very special guest co-host today sitting in for Kay who unfortunately was unavailable at the last minute. Go ahead and introduce yourself for the people. Hi, my name is Katrina Parker, I'm big long-term um, Golden Girls fan. I have my own podcast called Quirky Pop and I've done a Golden Girls episode and also did like a tribute to Betty White. So I, I pretty much watch this show like every day. So I'm really excited to be here. Well, thank you. And I appreciate uh, your availability at the last minute due to Kay not being able to make it. Um, and we also have a, a black special guest co-host. So still sticking with the theme here of, uh, you know, Golden Girls fans do exist in the black community. In case y'all mm-hmm. didn't know, um, we talked about before how People are like, why do you watch that show about some older white ladies? Is that something you have gotten as a super fan of the show? Sometimes, like a lot, like a lot of times, it's like people like when I meet like white women and they know I like it, like oh, that's great because it's like it's something we can talk about. <laughs> but then sometimes there are some black men who be like, why do you watch that show? Like, how can you relate to them? Right. Yeah, I feel like it's really just other black people that have been like, why are you watching that? And I can understand, you know, wanting to watch a show with people that you can relate to in that way. I know when I watch shows like um, Grand Crew, I don't know if you're familiar with that on NBC. um, It's an all black cast. I'm like, wow, a show with black people in it. Because typically if Mm -hmm. there is a black person, it's like one. And then they're like stereotypical or even shows that are all black um, characters can still be stereotypical. But this is just regular people they just happen Mm -hmm. to be black which you know we're all just regular people out there it doesn't have to be some caricature there are some people that act like those caricatures but that's not everybody so that's nice to feel like okay wow a show that i can relate to in that way but i can relate to other things i mean i'm not an Mm -hmm. older white woman in miami but i date they date you know i have relationships with people in my family so do they like you can relate to anybody in most cases Um, But what is it about this show that you personally were drawn to? Well, I mean, I kind of got indoctrinated into it because it was what my mom would watch in the 80s. So, like, I would watch with her. Of course, I didn't understand a lot of the jokes that went over my head, obviously. But, like, I would find things to laugh about. And then watching it as an adult, like a teen as an adult, it was like, getting things in and what I didn't understand I found myself like googling things and stuff so um but like I think one like one episode like I'm starting to because like I just turned 40 and oh, like, what the- don't crack because I thought you were like some <laughs> little 20 something college student oh no I'm old I'm old <laughs> but um the sick and tired episodes like with Dorothy having mm-hmm. chronic fatigue syndrome I recently went through something like that, like where like, oh, they think it might be fibromyalgia, but then like, I just got a specialist and like, hmm, it might not be, let's run some other tests. So like going through that experience, like with doctors and stuff, there's so many things that happened back then that like apply to today. And even though we're not in the golden girls age, I feel like um, a lot of us, if we are blessed to be that old, we're going to be experiencing a lot of things that they experience. So it's just nice to kind of like see like it's a way to kind of like connect 
with the world. I agree. Better. And I feel like a lot of that stuff we're still talking about. I'm like, that was 30 years ago. Why are we start, still talking about gay marriage and AIDS, mm-hmm. um, you know, as far as people treating it like it's some thing where you can't, you know, drink out of the same cup and just so many yeah. things we're still talking about, even the stuff with um, Russia. So I'm like, clearly it's oh, yeah. still relevant. And um, yeah, I have the same uh, experience with the, the sick and tired thing. And I thought I had that. I was like, well, I watched the Golden Girls and Dorothy, maybe I have what she had. And they also were uh-huh. like, let's test for this. Let's test for that. If you can't find anything, maybe you have idiopathic hypersomnia because I love to diagnose people with stuff because um, that's what I have. Um, so if you don't find nothing, tell them, tell them I, I said that. My opinion okay. should matter to the doctor. Um, <laughs> so um, I also want to say we were going to do um, the episode with, let me make sure I get the name right. Let me see, because I said um, we were going to talk about the uh, Libertine Bell. One of my favorite episodes. <laughs> they go by LCE, uh, Psych uh, Delia. But um, we are trying to schedule that. So don't think we forgot about them. Um, we're going to try to schedule that soon, everybody, in case anyone's on the edge of their seats um, waiting for that. But the what we were going to talk about today, um, I... If anyone follows me, it's so good we named it the Twitter. I like to do a lot of polls, specifically late at night when I'm a little zooted. Um, And I like to have little interesting polls based on the show. I did a little TikTok, and I want to be able to talk through some of these um, hard-hitting, important questions and the options. And I'm interested what you would choose. And um, I'm, you know, going to just pull those up real quick. On a side note, will you be a Golden Con? Yes, my oh. sisters and I are going to be there, and we're planning on dressing up like really? the Golden Girls. Which girls? And it's like, um, so the Henny Penny episode. Oh, that's we're gonna cute. like do like a a tribute to. It's not gonna be exactly, but it's like gonna be like a tribute to it. And like me and my three sisters are doing it, and it's like we all feel like we have personalities of the girls. Like I'm Rose, <laughs> and then like my sis, each of my sisters are like different of the girls and stuff so we're gonna dress like our character well that's exciting i cannot wait to see in person and i I feel like we should dress up i don't know i'm like is it that type of convention i've never been to like an anime convention or anything or any real convention and i see that people dress up for those so Mm -hmm. even people dress up as the golden girls for some of those so i'm like should i be dressing up as a panelist of course it's probably expected but i don't know so um i think you should like i I go to a lot of kind of conventions and it's so weird before i even knew that this thing was happening when i did my golden girls episode i was like wouldn't it be great if they had like a golden girls con there's so many of us we should come together and you know and like then they like did it it's like i I put it in the atmosphere and i yeah i just knew that i was gonna dress up so like you should do something i've always said that too like why don't they have conventions for anything i care about Where's the Golden mm-hmm. Girls convention? So I guess the fans just spoken into existence. And I have dressed up like them before. Like I have YouTube videos from years ago where I dressed up like them. I went to this dead celebrity night at this place once with mm-hmm. my friend. Actually, I went two different years. And one time I was B. Arthur and my friend was, um, well, I was Dorothy and my friend was Sophia. And I won. I, I'm pretty sure I won. And then another time... I did it, and I was Dorothy again, but I was zombie Dorothy. And then (laughs) 
two friends were Zombie Blanche and Zombie Sophie. And I feel like I won then, too. Like, anytime I enter a costume contest anywhere, I typically win something. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, should I just be Dorothy again? Because I feel like I that's the one that I can encompass probably the best. I could probably do a good Blanche, but I don't know Uh if I want to walk around with some click clacky heels all day when I could just have on some thick winter boots or some gladiator sandals and call it a day. But it might be hard to find some shoes. I do wear a men's 12, but I I think I might. I'm going to see. I'm going to ask people, like, are they dressing up? Not that it matters if I'm the only person, but I Mm -hmm. like if I want to take all the time to do that, you know. So we'll see. I might have to. I don't know. I feel like I should do something more niche, you know, not just a basic I'm Dorothy. Like the what you're doing. That's a good one. The Henny Penny. I'm trying to think of another one unless I do maybe like uh, when Dorothy went to the gym with Yvonne. Woo. And uh, yeah, because she's going to be there. The Oh, yeah. Yvonne is going to be there. So I'm going to try to think of some iconic Dorothy looks. Maybe I'll get a green silk uh, tuxedo dress thing. One of her favorite outfits. And most hideous. Or the mother of the solid gold dancer. Right. I'm going to I'm gonna try to, <laughs> I'm going to see what I can do. As if I need any more clothes, because I'm always going to the thrift store. Like, oh, I'll use this in a video. No, and I'm not. Just got somebody's <laughs> dead grandmama's clothes. Um, so I'm trying to see when one of my first polls were, was uh, listed. Let's see. And when I, for the TikTok I did, I want to hear your thoughts on this. I had mentioned Golden Girls characters that would definitely... Um, hide it if they got bit in a zombie apocalypse. Yes. Did you see that one? I did. Do you did. agree with my uh, answers? I do. Like, I wasn't expecting you to do, like, Rose's sisters, so I'm like, you know what? You're right. They they probably would hide it. Holly would not tell anybody. She doesn't care about anybody but herself. She just wants mm-hmm. all the attention on her. So she she would like the attention for a moment of them knowing it was her. But she would also prefer to do what's best for her and not what's best for the group. And then mm-hmm. um, Lily definitely wouldn't tell because she didn't even want to stop cooking when she's blind, about to burn down the house. I don't know what yeah. she was making to where that skillet just bursted in flames out of nowhere. Uh, but she wouldn't tell. She'd be like, no, I can handle it. I've got this under control and then end up turning and effing everybody <laughs> up. But if you're blind and you turn into a zombie, are you still blind? Can zombies even see? So many questions. I don't know. Guess we'll have to find out. (laughs) (laughs) But like if you're in a wheelchair and then you turn into a zombie, are you going to be rolling around or are you going to get up and walk? Because I feel like you could walk. You're dead now. So whatever injuries you had, that doesn't matter. Oh, I guess I, I feel like they would still be whatever like they're blind or if they're in a wheelchair they still have that they're just like undead it's not like they were it the zombies like healed them of the other elements too it just seems like it's just like a mutation hmm. i need to get some medical experts in here because okay uh, i have a lot of questions about that uh and i put stan of course stan would not tell oh, anybody yeah. He would probably come over to their house like, oh, girls, I'm going to protect you from the apocalypse. And then he's Mm -hmm. got a secret bite the whole time. Um, And then Miles, somebody was like, oh, I was about to fight you over Miles because I know people love Miles. But if you've seen Golden Palace, you know Miles Mm -hmm. is the fucking worst. So he definitely wouldn't. And he's a liar. Are you Nicholas Carbone? Are you Arnie? Are you Samuel Plankmaker? (laughs) I don't know what to believe. So it's a chop for him. And then... 
what I put? I put Stephanie. Stephanie from uh, the when Rose moved out to go eat life. She wouldn't mm-hmm. have told anybody because she didn't want to talk to anybody. She don't want you in her face. She don't want to be bothered. So yeah. Stephanie's just going to go in her room. And then who else mm-hmm. did I have? I'm forgetting somebody other than Stephanie. I got to go and look now. I got to see who I picked because I was very confident in, in my answer. Yeah. Let me see real quick. I'm going to have it playing in the background so I can figure it out. Um, but anybody else that you would name that I did not name? Um... Let me think. Like Carol Weston? You don't think Carol would uh would tell? I mean, she's very neurotic. Yeah. Um, I would have. To, I'm gonna ask Matt Browning about that because I haven't seen a lot of emptiness. So maybe we just see her at her worst, you know, during hurricanes mm-hmm. and uh, moonlight madness. So maybe mm-hmm. there's just a lot going on for her. Um, and speaking of Matt Browning, you mentioned that you have to Google stuff from the show, as I have. Get that reference guide so you can um, just thumb through to figure out there are many references that no one understands. Oh, I put um, the artist, um, not the not the one they were in love with. I think the Kimmel, the one that was going to die and they had to sell the painting to fix the roof. I don't think he would have told anybody because he didn't even tell anybody he was sick and dying. Not that you have to tell the world, but he was mm-hmm. trying to act like he was OK and he's a jackass. So I could definitely <laughs> see that. Let me see who else I put on here. I think we covered all of them. I don't know. I don't know. I feel like if you've listened to the show, you know, I, I despise Kirsten. So I'm trying to just to say, would, would Kirsten tell anybody? I don't know. I feel like she would, but she would find mm-hmm. a way to still be on her high horse mm-hmm. and try to probably blame somebody else. I'm sorry. I just, I cannot stand Kirsten. So anytime I'm talking about something negative, I'm going to try to yeah. loop her into it because she's terrible. It's <laughs> um, like both versions. Cause like there was two different actresses who played Kirsten and like, they both like had like this like attitude. Right. Like no redemption. And you have the sweetest mother in the world. Why are you acting like mm-hmm. this? It's, I mean, the second time I can kind of see because your mother is very ill um, but you're mm-hmm. still being a bitch to her friends. Um, but the first one, mother, I'm so ashamed of you. It's her money, okay? Rose can do what she right. wants. Mind your business. But at least she sent her a, a, an empty snow globe for Christmas once. So mm, guess I'll <laughs> give her that. Um, I, I think, I don't know. I feel like because some of the more terrible people, like, you know, of course, everybody hates Claxton and... Um, mm-hmm. And Barbara Thorndike, but would they not tell anybody? Well, Claxton, nobody would know because, again, another recluse. There's a lot of recluses in this show um, mm-hmm. that just don't want to be bothered with anybody. Like the guy, I forgot his name, but Martin Malk played him, the hippie that was um, That trapped. was stuck in the 70s. Right, so nobody would know about him either because he yeah. never left his apartment. How was he paying his rent? Did he have a job? I don't know. More more questions that need to be answered. There's going to be some writers at Golden Kind, and I'm going to have a list, a full notebook. Like, can you explain mm-hmm. this to me, please? Uh, but one of my other ones, let me go back, because they, they started to get a little crazier. Um, who would you rather have gotten to see? And my options were Lamar slash Roger Zbornek, Uncle Nunzio, Biff Devereaux, and the caterer's assistant. Who would you want to see most? Um, probably Biff Devereaux, just because I think 
we've only seen like two of Blanche's daughters. And then like Golden Palace, we see another son. But like, yeah, just to kind of get more of a picture of what type of mother that Blanche was, because it seems like she just, you know, handed the kiss off to the nanny and. Right. Scream for the governess. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and it's weird that she's the least maternal, but seemingly has the most kids. Because mm-hmm. she has the four sons and two daughters, and they were all adults by the time she was like 49, so I don't know when she started having them. But I would have liked to see more um, of, I want to see everybody's kids. Like, how are you going to be talking about these kids for seven, you know, eight years, and we don't meet all mm-hmm. of them? And I definitely would have liked to have seen Biff, because I'm just picturing like this big swole, like jock or something. Um, but I think my answer, hmm, the caterer's assistant, I would like to see him on the verge of collapse with the cheese balls. Um, but I think I would rather see Lamar Rogers Bornack because we never see any of Dorothy's grandkids. Like she's the only one that we never see them with grandchildren. And we know she has them because she almost beat somebody up for that, uh, Batman hat for Robbie. And is Robbie a separate child or did they end up naming Lamar Roger Robbie? Like so many questions. I need answers here. Uh But I would like to see what Grandma Dorothy would be like. And then we could have seen um, Sophia as a great grandmother. Yeah. Like with Michael's, uh, because like when Michael got married, he, his wife was pregnant. But then we never heard anything else about the baby. We just knew that she kicked him out. And it's like, I would have liked to see Dorothy with like her mixed race. Right, like that could have been a very interesting storyline, but they just uh, threw that to the wayside. And Mm -hmm. we know that there are other grandchildren because uh, Dorothy makes that little recording about Sophia when she finds the uh, picture of her married. And she's like, oh, your uh, great-grandmother became a pioneer for women's rights, unless she's just Mm -hmm. recording it ahead of time for years down the road. Um, but I definitely would have liked to see them. And of course, everybody wants to see Phil. I didn't even bother to put him on there. I would have loved to see yeah. Phil. Um, I know a lot of shows do heavily rely on the off-screen character, and that's part of the comedy. But damn, even at least in the finale, like the Parkers, we got to see Shaquan in the last episode yeah. after all those years. Yeah. Or like on Frasier, we never met Maris. Who is Maris? I actually have never watched an episode of So, Frasier, um, he had this brother named Niles, and for the first couple of seasons he was married to this woman named Maris who we never saw but we would just hear all these things about her. I guess she was like really skinny and would easily get an upset stomach and they were just like wow. making all these comments about her but we never met her at all. I never knew that Niles was married because I knew he married Daphne but I just assumed he, that he was single yeah, before that. He was always in love with Daphne even when he was married to Maris. Wow. Now I feel like yeah. I gotta go watch all 14 seasons or something and it's apparently coming back <laughs> in a reboot so maybe we'll see Maris then. Um, and then another show, which most people probably never heard of, The Five uh, Mrs. Buckmans. Uh, no, there's a Buchanan. Yeah, Five Mrs. Buchanan. Yes. Uh, Mark Cherry, who was a writer on The Golden Girls and then did Desperate Housewives, mm-hmm. did this show about uh, five women. And four of them, they were sister-in-laws that all married sons of this lady who was always giving them a hard time. Um, and... We rarely saw the husbands. We didn't see them for a while. And then one of the characters had two sons that she would always be yelling at off screen, Lennon and PJ, Lyndon and PJ. We never saw them. And again, that's part of the comedy. But at some point, damn, can we just see Phil? Then they killed him. So we never got to see Mm -hmm. anything. I feel like, I don't know if the ages would work. I got to see how old he is. But Bruce Valanche, I've always like pictured him 
when I picture mm-hmm. Phil, but I think he would be too young. Let me see how old he is because he would have to be now, like in his 80s or 70s for that to work. Yeah. Um, and I don't think he's that old. But, you know, yeah. you get frozen in time and you forget how old. Uh, he's 73, so mm, it possibly could have worked. Maybe not because B. Arthur was in her 80s when she died in like 2009. So mm-hmm. maybe not. I don't know who else would have been a good fit that would have been um, the appropriate age. But hell, they could have aged him just like they did Mammy. Ruby D was not that old. They could have made yeah. it work. Um, But who else would I have wanted to see that they talked about a lot? Somebody said Charlie. We do see what Charlie looked like in Golden Palace. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if I would have actually wanted to see Charlie. He always seemed very boring when Rose would talk about him. It was never anything that interesting. Yeah. So I would want to see him just for the sake of saying I saw her husband. Um, but, mm, man, could have had a V8. Uh, <laughs> who else would I have wanted to see? Because I feel like we saw pretty much everybody else. What were Blanche's other sons? Biff, Skippy, Doug, and there was another one. Did she name all four of them? <sighs> let, me, let me Google. Probably. Let me Google. Okay. Let's see. Yeah. I'm trying to think of who else I, I would have wanted to see because I feel like you, you named so many people. I feel like most of the people we'd want to see, we got to see. Mm-hmm. Or maybe just some of the people in um, Rose's stories. Yeah, some of Saint the St. Olaf. Olaf people. Because we never really yeah. see a lot of people as dumb as her. A lot of the people mm-hmm. we see from St. Olaf, her family, they're fine. Um, mm-hmm. But maybe some of the people in her stories, maybe Ingrid. Um, or Rose's father, but although we saw him as a little person, so I yeah. guess that counts for something. Um, mm-hmm. So Blanche lists Matthew, Doug, Biff, and Skippy, but we only meet Matthew. However, a lot of people refer to Matthew as Skippy. Now, I don't think that she ever did that. I think people just did that on their own. Mm-hmm. Let me. I, I need. I need more information because I remember when she. I think when she named her son, she didn't name Matthew. When she was rattling them off, um, say, telling Dorothy she'd give her one of her sons, I don't think she uh-huh. said Matthew. So I think that's why people are like, oh, well, Matthew's probably Skippy. So uh remains to be seen. Um, but I'm trying to think. I don't think there's anybody else I'd really want to see. If anything, it was people I wanted to see more of that you only got to see one time. But there's mm-hmm. not many people that I was like, damn, I was really hoping to get a look at them. Um I don't know. Some people have said recently that they're that Dorothy and Stan actually had three kids. That's why uh, the age difference is there for um, for Kate and Michael. That the third kid is the one that she got pregnant with. If we want to believe that theory, I wouldn't mind seeing that uh, that third child. I don't know about that. I mean, I don't. It always sounded like she had two kids. I don't think she ever said the number, and mm-hmm. like in the flashbacks. Um, when she was like, oh, you can come over and watch the kids. Well, what kids? Because that was in like 1940-something. Michael wouldn't have been born. And then mm-hmm. she said something about um, like when um, Sal died, that the kids were young or something. And again, like the ages aren't matching. So hypothetically, you know, we could say maybe there's a third child and they just had Michael later in life, maybe to try to save the marriage. I'll, I'll, mm-hmm. I'll allow that. Um I said, who would you rather get a gift from, Rose, Phil, Miles, or Stan? That was a hard one because I, I looked like everybody chose Miles, but like he picked 
really lame gifts too. I mean, they're thinking like, oh, because he's a professor and maybe, you know, he makes money. Maybe. I, I don't know. Like, I, I think I'd go with Rose. Um, like, yeah. And then the last one, I, I guess I should say, uh, Lamar's Bornek got 45% of the votes. He won that one. And then for this one, um, 39% of people said Miles. Rose, I don't need a brooch made out of wood in the shape of a duck's head. I don't need <laughs> any high top kids made from coal. Um, so I'd be, you know, concerned. But she did get better at buying gifts and got yeah. Blanche a lovely silk blouse that she already had, that we already had seen her wear multiple times. Um, because it's crotchless. <laughs> right. Um, so I guess... I don't know. I guess Rose. Matt Browning has said that he would pick Stan, but only Span, Stan from the Zborny era. So maybe when Stan got that coin so he can uh, get me a car, I'll be pothead. I don't mind being pothead, honey. <laughs> Give me that fucking car. Um, so mm, I don't know. Or maybe a ring he can stuff in a potato. Um, definitely not Phil. I don't need... Um, what did he get her? Some uh, nativity scene made out of cheese whiz or something i'm not spreading a wise uh-huh. man on a cracker either i know that's right sophia um <laughs> and then with miles i don't think he ever got her anything good he got her a promise ring but he was <laughs> cheap i don't want nothing from the thimble museum no thank you and i don't want to have to reach <laughs> into his pocket to get it so um i guess i'll just say stan if it's from this borny era because he has that coin and then my second choice would be rose mm-hmm um, another one. Who would you, who would be your phone a friend if you were on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? Marguerite, Ted Sbornak, Janet Devereaux, or Holly Lindstrom? I intentionally picked people that were equally terrible. Uh, Marguerite's yeah. not terrible, um, but I don't know if I would necessarily trust her to be my phone a friend because, um, she's a liar. So there's mm-hmm. that, and she might be busy studying. And not giving the toilets the attention that they probably should have gotten. Um, (laughs) I feel like, I guess Marguerite would be the best option out of anybody. She does seem quick on her feet. Because she lied instantly to them and didn't even have to skip a beat. And it sounded good. So I assume she's quick-witted that way. Um, mm, I mean, she doesn't go for that freaky stuff, but... (laughs) I don't know, because Ted's a doctor, so he has to be smart, but yeah, he's also a sleaze. But I guess it would depend on the question. True. That you would do a phone a friend on. Because like, uh, I feel like Marguerite has street smarts. And then if it was something like more medical or um, science-y, Ted would be the person to go to. But I mean, if she's in law school, she's got to be pretty book smart. So at least she has book smarts yeah. and street smarts. Ted, I don't think, has street smarts. Uh, definitely not Janet. Boo, tomato, tomato. <laughs> Again, I, I hate Janet. I, well, hate's a strong word. I hate Kirsten, but Janet is just the most irrelevant person ever. She literally added nothing. Why was she there? Just so we could mm-hmm. say we saw her? Mm-hmm. Like, pointless. Um, no offense to that actress, but your character sucked. Um, and so, no, I would not want her to be my phone a friend. What's she going to do? Just bring her daughter? I miss sexy grandma um, and Holly. <laughs> definitely not. Who vote? I want to know. Expose yourself. Please tweet me. <laughs> Whoever voted for Holly Lindstrom, I need an explanation. Because Holly, what what can she tell you about? How to play the flout? Mm-mm, no, absolutely not. Electric <laughs> chair for Holly Lindstrom. 
so, yeah, I guess Marguerite would be mine. And you said you go with Ted just because he's a doctor. What type of doctor is he? Wasn't he like a podiatrist or something that isn't like super, you know, not no offense to the podiatrist, but nothing that's like, you know, you're saving lives on a daily basis. Right, right. Yeah, he was. Let me see <laughs> if I can find out what type of Dr. Ted was. And why was his mother living in a trailer if you're a doctor? Like, damn. I mean, maybe that's what she wanted yeah. to do. Uh, let's like, see. Like, the mom seemed really toxic, though. She did. She was playing so, that role, though. I, I would have loved to see yeah. more of her. I love Alice Ghostly. I would have loved to see her in a different role. Maybe, or at least have her interact with Dorothy. Like, I don't, I guess they killed her off. I don't know. But I would have liked to see her come back and, you know, give Dorothy the business, as they say. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm on his wiki page, the Golden Girls wiki. Um, I'm not seeing that it specifies his field of practice. Um, and if not, then this is another example where they just don't give any information about anything that's. You know, because of that time and period, I suppose. But now, I feel like if somebody came on the show, you can, you know everything about them. You're going to know exactly what type of doctor, what hospital they work in, where their parking spot is at the hospital. Uh-huh. But now they're just like, oh, he's a doctor. Okay, moving on. Um, my next question on here, who would you want to have your back in a bar fight? And <laughs> uh, the choices are Millicent Kennedy, Kirsten Nyland, <laughs> Sal Petrillo, and Mr. Terrific. Um, what was the first one again? Millicent Kennedy, the uh, news anchor's mom that Blanche was dating. Oh, okay. Hmm. I think maybe Millicent. She seems like a little scrappy. Like she like fights someone for her. She son. did get forty three percent of the vote. Apparently, mm-hmm. a lot of people are rocking with uh, Millicent Kennedy because she was looking ready to you know twirl Blanche over her son. We don't <laughs> like her. Remember. Um, but mm, I don't know that that's a top contender. Let me see. Kirsten, she is an a-hole, but I feel like Kirsten number two could fight. Kirsten number one, probably not. She looked too prim and proper with her little, you know, brooch and everything. Yeah. But Kirsten number two, she came in at hospital like, what the fuck is going on? Like she was ready to (laughs) flip over the nurse's station. So... I think I would go with her just because she's younger. So I feel like she might be a little more agile than Millicent. Um, mm-hmm. Sal Petrillo, absolutely not. Boo, no. tomato, tomato. He was the worst. He was a bomb. And I didn't realize how much I disliked him until enough Wicker started talking about him and how mm-hmm. uh, he was the worst. And I was like, you know, he is the worst. And I feel like he would probably run and hide in a fight. And Mr. Mm-hmm. Terrific, absolutely not. Electric chair for Mr. Terrific. He <laughs> sucks. He can't protect me from nothing. I don't care if he does have a cape on. So, no, absolutely not. Um, so you go with Millicent and I go with Kirsten. Kirsten got 10% of the vote. Sal got 37. Again, please identify yourself. Who <laughs> thought that Sal Petrillo would have your back in a bar fight? Please. I would love to hear explanations. Please respond, tweet, whatever. Like, he mm-hmm. like hid when he was supposed to be off at war. Like he like, that was, I think our, that was Sophia Stan. was like, was this? Because Dorothy Sophia says, said this that. is the, this from a man who yelled, uh, help, we're invading Korea. Paint my toenails. I don't remember what episode or okay. the context. Although I can see Sal doing the same thing. And I don't think they ever mentioned Sal going to anybody's war. Yeah, honestly, Loki, like, Sal and Stan, 
they're pretty much the same person. It's just maybe like Sal just died before he could leave Sophia. Because you know like Sophia's like, I hate him, but I, I they're pretty much alike. That happens sometimes. That is a very interesting concept that I've never considered because they do say that um, a lot of women who have, you know, poor examples, I and mean, people that don't just generally tend to want to marry somebody that's like their father, even if it's not a, a horrible guy. Um, mm-hmm. And Stan definitely shares a lot of traits with Sal. Oh my God, my mind is blown. My mind is blown <laughs> here. Like, I'm just looking at the parallels. I feel like I need to have a whole nother episode just to dissect that. I might oh, yeah. have to bring you back for that one. Okay. Um, so, coming soon to So Good We Named It, the dynamics of Stan and uh, Sal. And um, even Kate's husband. Because he ended oh up being God. a cheater, too. Just the cycle continues. Mm-hmm. Wow. How did no one ever pick up on this? Damn. I, I need yeah. a moment. That's that was, that was deep. <laughs> that was deep. See, look at what we're unpacking here. Look at what we're unpacking. <laughs> See, this is why I got to start recording earlier in the day. So I'm not all tired and I can really get in there, you know? Um, mm-hmm. So what would you rather have for dessert? Magda's escape cake, but they're good dogs, Rose. Uh, the den paneling maple log. Um, how practical, as Dorothy would say. On a side note, she was so overdramatic eating that one little piece, and she's just doing all that extra stuff. I love B. Arthur, but she was horrible at acting like she was eating stuff because she never really would look like she was eating it. But I digress. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dorothy's cupcakes, moist and delicious, and something with frosting. Uh, fat, fat water rat. Fifty bullets in your hat. So, uh, which would you rather have? So, like, are we talking about that crispy log with molasses? Yes. Seemed very heavy. <laughs> it did. Like, I would want to try a, a teeny tiny piece of that. I have a Golden Girls cookbook, and they didn't have that recipe in there. But I, I was just like, I have it too. I've never used it. Yeah. I just have it for display purposes, I guess. Um. Yeah, I mean, it must be good. Dorothy, you know, was fucking it up, that little piece she got. And Rose's mm-hmm. kids, um, that's not what they ate every day. She had another snack, I think she said they would eat every day after school. Because um, Dorothy was like, where were they going? The electric chair? But <laughs> um, I don't know. Like, I felt like I wouldn't want to eat that much of it. And then um, the Dorothy's cupcakes. Mm, even, I don't care what Dorothy says. Nobody likes her cupcakes. They're dry. I feel like they would be dry. And how often are they baking cupcakes in that house? What are they baking them for? For everybody to just know what Dorothy's cupcakes taste like. I've never seen any of them bake anything other than Sophia and Rose. Only thing Blanche ever made was salads. And I don't think Dorothy ever cooked anything. Did she? She made a dinner for Michael. A breakfast for Michael. Okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to... Try to think about that because Dorothy would always be the first one to rush and sit down whenever anybody else cooked, and she just mm-hmm. sat there waiting to be served. I don't think she ever cooked too much. Um, and then the something with frosting that uh, Dorothy got Blanche, um, which again you just know for a fact you have multiple items with frosting in them that she can just go select something. Um, but I think I'm gonna say Magda's cake because that cake did look kind of good, looked store quality. Only for Sophia to ruin it uh, when she was icing it. And um, it, it, you know, depicted her escape from Czechoslovakia. 
So I'm, I'm going to go with that. But the winner was uh, Dorothy's Cupcakes. Again, who are y'all? Are y'all just playing with me? <laughs> who is picking 40% Dorothy's Cupcakes? Why? Like, I cannot imagine that they would be good. I just can't. Um, another poll, who was the ultimate villain? Stan Stickman's Borneck, author Barbara Thorndike, Mrs. Frida Claxton, I'll take the Danish, uh, or Sal, favorite parent, Petrillo. This one was pretty unanimous. Barbara. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think. Is that who I picked? Is it? Mm, I'm trying to think. Is that who I picked? I don't think it. I don't know. Because Barbara got 65% of the votes. And a lot of people were basing their decision on the fact um, of her, you know, being possibly anti-Semitic because she was part of the Mortimer Club. But when I say villain, I guess I don't mean just as a person. I mean to the characters in the show, like who was the worst to the characters on the show. So if I look at it from that perspective, um, I kind of feel like, I don't know, like I kind of feel like Stan because he was um, repeatedly problematic over the course of years and years. As where Barbara yeah. it was only, you know, probably a couple of weeks passed on the show. And there were, mm-hmm. you know, ramifications from Stan that you know rippled for for decades however dorothy did keep letting him do it i mean i want to victim blame but you could have <laughs> cut him off your kids are grown there's no reason for y'all to be interacting kids don't live there like why are you letting him do that you should have been like no i don't want anything to do with you and just left it at that but mm-hmm. maybe she had um stockholm syndrome i don't know maybe she just didn't see how problematic it was so i don't want to blame it too much but I don't know, like Claxton, she was annoying, but her main issue was the tree, which was on her property. So, yeah, she took pictures of um, oh, true. Blanche yeah. in bed, calling her the human slinky and stuff. It's like that was unnecessary. Yeah, peeping time. Although, if she lived directly across the street, how the hell was she seeing up in Blanche's window when her <laughs> room is in the back? Um, and then Sal, you know, we just discussed why he sucks, but. I don't know, because I, I don't know, because again, Dorothy kind of let Barbara do a lot of that. She's letting her call her Madge and and just be mm-hmm. rude as hell to her friends. Uh, I don't know. I mean, don't fight me on this, because I know how you girls like to tussle, but I think I'm going to have to say Stan. And 7% of the people voted for Stan. Um, again, I'm not excusing Barbara's behavior at all. Um, she's definitely problematic and potentially, you know, um, anti-Semitic. But as far as the girls, she really didn't do anything to them. She was just rude. So that's what I'm looking for here. Um, let me see. Who was the most tolerable of Blanche's grandkids? And I put Daniel. Again, I tend to do these when I'm zooted. And his name is David. Um, mm-hmm. And then I put Melissa and Sarah and Oreo. Because her grandkids were all over the place. But who would you find? So when you say Oreo, are you talking about Aurora? Yes. Maybe? Aurora, Mama Aurora. Um, (laughs) Who who would you say is the most tolerable out of all of them? Um, Melissa. I liked her. Like, she was a cute kid. And, like, um, she was able to kind of, like, hold her own and kind of say, like, how she was feeling. Yeah, I, I can see that. Uh, David was definitely an a-hole. I mean, again, mm-hmm. you know, his parents were not the best, and he was still a kid. Mm-hmm. And Janet must have been a teen mother if he's 15 
and uh, Blanche would have been around 50. So, you know, at what point, you know, did she have Janet? When did Janet have him? So maybe if he was raised by a teen mother, he didn't have, you know, somebody mature enough to give him the the tools he needed. Um, but he still was an a-hole. And I'm glad he got slapped. He should have got the melon baller. Uh, Sarah <laughs> uh, takes after her mother because she was extremely irrelevant um, and had no purpose. Like, literally, why was Sarah there? For what? I feel like they had an idea in the beginning and then they were like, nah, let's not do that, but we'll just let them still come and visit. Mm-hmm. Um, and that actress, I remember her being in, I think, Grace Under Fire. No, maybe it wasn't that. One of those little 90s uh, sitcoms. I think she was good on there. So I think this just was a waste of, you know, maybe the character development wasn't there. Yeah. So it's a chop for Sarah. Um, and then little Oreo. She didn't really do anything. She was a baby. But I feel like she caused a lot of issues. I mean, it's not her fault. I'm not going to blame the baby. But if we're talking about who's the most tolerable, she did cause a lot of shit when uh, <laughs> when Rebecca wanted to get artificially inseminated. That was a whole deal. When she wanted to have the baby there, that was a whole deal. Um, I mean, it's not her fault, but... Mm. Like her mom went out for the interview and then Blanche had to take her to her audition. True. And yeah, then she like lied and said that she was the mom. Um. Hmm. This is a toughie. I was Oreo got sixty three percent of the vote, so people stand for Oreo clearly. But Melissa had thirty one percent. Um. And again, who voted for Sarah? Who? Why? Why? Why would you vote for her? What makes her so great? Who are y'all just playing with me? Um. I'm just going to I'm going to go with Melissa because I'm not going to fault Oreo for things she has no control over. Um, So you get a pass um, on that one, little Oreo. Um, Let me see. I have a lot of these. I'm trying to pick out the ones that we can really dissect. Uh, Let's see here. Oh, shoot. Trying to see. So what would you rather eat? Again, hard hitting questions here. Uh, uh-huh. A sardine casserole with kind of an oatmeal cookie crust, a cake in the shape of Florida, a sensible meal slash little pie, or a pepperoni nightstick. Uh, the cake shaped as Florida. That got 64% of the votes. I feel like most of the people did not uh, vote for that because they think it's going to taste good. I think they just like how it might look and they may want to give Charlie Milburn a call. Um, the tuna cat or the sardine casserole, absolutely not. And again, somebody voted two percent out of forty-five votes. Why? Why? Like I don't, I don't understand. Um, and then the sensible meal with a little pie. Um, I don't know. I mean, it must have been good. Rose ate it and, and drank the shake right after. It must have been pretty tasty. Although, um, she was still hungry afterwards. So I don't think mm-hmm. I'd want to eat that. Um, the pepperoni nightstick. I like pepperoni, but that's a lot. It's obnoxious, yeah. as Blanche would say. I don't think I need mm-hmm. that much pepperoni. Um, so, hmm. I guess I'm going to go with the cake in the shape of Florida. At least I know I won't be hungry afterwards. And I can go, whoa, when I look at it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> let me see. What do you do to relax? Or what would you do to relax? Slam down a few Boilermakers. Covering your perky bosoms. And I have a little bathtub emoji. Uh, under your bed, playing, or watch That's Incredible. They just shuck it right off. 
um, covering my perky bosom. I, I, I think that's a good one. That, well, it was pretty close. Slam down uh, Boilermakers got 34% of the vote. And I'm pretty sure that Boilermakers, that's some type of alcoholic beverage. Um, I feel like mm-hmm. I should go get Matt Browning's book, but I don't know. Let me let me see, because I thought the book only goes by episode, but maybe you can look up certain things in the index. and it'll. I know it is a drink. I don't know what's in it. Because they have a lot of drinks on the show that I've never heard of, like Harvey Wallbanger and uh, there was something else. I heard that one on Doctor Who. <laughs> um, well, I get maybe that's just a TV drink. I know. I think somebody says slow gin fizz. Like so many drinks. I'm like, do y'all not drink just like a Jack and Coke? Um, so I'm picking up the definitive Golden Girls cultural reference guide by Matt Browning. Available now. Um, let me see. Is there? There is an index. Okay. Let's see. Is Boilermakers in here? Uh, it is not. It is not. So I don't. I don't know. I don't know what it is. I, I'm not sure. Let me look it up. Because I need to know before I say that that's what I'm going to do. Okay. <laughs> Boilermaker. It's a beer cocktail. That sounds disgusting. Uh, mm. Boilermaker can refer to two types of beer cocktail. In American terminology, the drink consists of a glass of beer mixed with a shot of whiskey. Fucking yuck. Um, I mean, I don't <laughs> drink beer anyway. I'm allergic to wheat, but I have tasted it and I was not impressed. So, mm-hmm. you know, whiskey is already kind of nasty, but I'll drink it because I mix it with something. But to mix it with beer... Like, that sounds terrible. And this is yeah. what Sophia was drinking. She was turned the fuck up. If you're drinking beer <laughs> and whiskey, shit, let me get on your level, Sophia. Um, so I guess after so many, it didn't matter what it tasted like. Um, mm-hmm. But I think just because that sounds nasty, I would have to go with uh, sitting in an inch of water <laughs> and covering my perky <laughs> bosoms. Um, just because that seems more relaxing. And I have a, a jacuzzi. I'm always, you know, in there with my, uh, my bath pillow. I have a little tray so I can put the iPad up. It's just very luxurious. So I think that's what I would probably go with, um, which it was very close, 31 to 34%. Um, the 14% of you that chose watching That's Incredible. I mean, I've never seen it. But if they have whole episodes about shucking corn and stuff, I can't imagine that that's that interesting. But, you know, if that's what you're into. Um, but I'm going to pose one last one before we wrap. Um, again, hard-hitting questions. What would you okay. rather read? Apartment 3G, St. Olaf Times, Vanna White's biography, or obituaries to find a date? Hmm. That's a hard one. Yeah. Hard hitting. This is what we do yeah. on So Good We Named It. Hard copy ain't got nothing on us. So what, what are my choices again? Apartment 3G. Uh-huh. Blanche's favorite comic after Marmaduke. Look how he drives that car. St. Olaf Times. Vanna White's biography. It's a hell of a book. Um, and obituaries to find a date. I am stuck between the obituaries to find <laughs> a date and the St. Olaf Times. Like, Maybe I'll read the say it all of times because, like, I know I'm going to laugh reading those stories in there. Yeah, I think I would go with that. And that got 46%. That one. I feel like saying all of times would be hilarious um, with all the crazy shit. Apartment 3G, I'd never even heard of it until uh, it was mentioned on here. And when I looked it up, like, part of the joke, because she was like, well, it's later that same day. She's been reading it for, like, 30 years. Apparently, it's a serialized comic that just, you know, spans over years and years. And it just... Takes forever to get to the point, you know, kind of like a Tyler mm-hmm. Perry uh, TV show, 
where you're just uh-huh. standing in one <laughs> one space. Like if anybody out here watches the have and the have nots, I'm not finished yet, but like a whole season will take place in one day. Like they have had these same clothes on. And I'm like, okay, how many years since this episode first started? <laughs> um, so I don't think I'd feel like doing that. And I don't even read the comics anymore. I used to as a kid. And some of them were serialized. And I'd be like, oh, I can't wait to see what happens tomorrow. Just shows how different things are. Because back mm-hmm. then, there was no internet like that. So the idea of only getting three panels a day to follow a story, and I got to wait. Okay, it's the next day. Okay, here's three more panels. I could never. Absolutely not. I don't have the attention span for that. Uh, Vanna White's biography. I like Vanna White, but I just cannot imagine her life is that fascinating to where I'd want to read an entire book about it. <laughs> um, I mean, iconic, to say yeah. the least, that she is coined down and all she does is touch a screen and walk back and forth in a ball gown your fave mm-hmm. could never i would love that job i would absolutely love it. she used to have oh, to yeah. turn it now all she has to do is tap it and the only reason they've kept her is just because she's so iconic they don't even need her anymore that just you know the technology wasn't there let me see what her um net worth is because she only works a couple of hours a month because they film a bunch of the shows back to back and then she's just chilling uh-huh. so her net worth is $70 million. $70 million for tapping the screen. I'm tapping the screen right now. Where's my money? Where's my money? Iconic. Maybe, hell, maybe I do need to read the autobiography because clearly she knows how to get the best out of what she's given. She Uh makes $10 million a year. $10 million. Talk about overpaid. I mean... I mean, I'm, this isn't the, the the show for this, but, you know, teachers and so many other people in the world deserve more money than than they get. And she's getting too million for that. But, you know, hey, get your get your coins, sis. Get your coins. Uh, you know, do what you got to do. But damn, damn. <laughs> so I don't know. Maybe I don't I don't know, because it was written clearly before 1990. So she wasn't yeah. making that back then. So it's not like this is going to be how I became, you know, somebody that's worth 70 million dollars. So I think I will have to go back to my answer of the St. Olaf Times. Um, the obituaries sounds depressing. Seventy nine, yes. Eighty eight, yes. Mm, I don't think I don't think that would be entertaining for me. Maybe if I was elderly and looking for a date, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not a bad idea for an app, actually. Hmm. <laughs> um, don't sue me, anybody. I don't know how to make an app anyway. And if if anybody else tries to make that app, you heard it here first. Katrina is my witness. That I mm-hmm. came up with that, so I'm going to need 50% off the top. We can go on Shark Tank, whatever we got to do, uh, but an app that pulls up obituaries and you get to see that uh, what their partner looks like. It sounds a little grim, um, <laughs> but, you know, we can make it work. I don't know what I would call it. We're still workshopping. Um, but anywho, this is uh, almost an hour at this point. But thank you so much, Katrina, for joining. It was very lovely to have you. And um, you must come back so that we can talk about the cycle of uh, abusive relationships. Um, Because that's Mm -hmm. a form of abuse. Cheating and, you know, losing your your pizza knish stand. That's abusive. Um, Mm -hmm. So we definitely, definitely want to do that. I look forward to meeting you at uh, Golden Con, which um, will be in April. In yes. Chicago, if anybody, uh, you know, wants to come. There's a little promo at the end if you want to find out about that. And um, this is the last time that I'm going to let y'all into this golden giveaway. I know we said that last time, but I'm going to give y'all one more time. I mean, we just wanted to give out some little gifts. If y'all don't want no gifts, 
fine. That's that's your business. Um, but if you want to plug all your stuff one more time, feel free. Go right ahead. Tell us where we can find you. Okay. So yeah, I am. I'm on Twitter. Uh, my personal page, Katrina T. Parker. I just post all sorts of stuff. Um, then my quirky pop page. Um, I do a lot of like promotion for my show or just like pictures and things that just kind of remind me of quirky things. But yeah, with, with my show, I talk about um, pop culture and then what quirky people and then also social science. So that's, I, I think like that all the time with the Sal stuff thing. Like I like just kind of combine those things and stuff because I was a human development major. Um, so yeah, check, check us out. You'll probably enjoy it. There'll probably be an episode for you. And again, if you love the Golden Girls, I did a Golden Girls episode and a tribute to Betty White. Thank you. And I got to check that out. And what exactly would you describe as what makes something a social science for those out there that may not know? So it's just like looking at, so I'll give you an example. My first episode, um, I did it with the little mermaid and I, I call myself an aerial apologist because like she gets <laughs> trashed really bad. And it's like, you know, she, her father was just trying to protect her, but I, I use this theory called the family X theory that talks about, um, trauma and different events that were apparent like a family is just kind of like in crisis mode and if you look at the prequel and then just look at things like her dad with his like anger issues and being a king and having all this power and stuff like he kind of messed her up so that's why she's like oh i want to go to this other world and she didn't just change herself just for a man she's always been interested in the human world but like, yeah, I can see why she made some of the decisions that she made. It makes sense if you look at it in that context. I'll have to listen to that because I definitely feel like she just did all this for a man. And that's my husband's favorite movie. So we'll see what mm-hmm. he has to say because I, I do feel like she's the worst. But maybe you can change my mind once I uh, mm-hmm. I um, listen to that. And um, I guess I'm just used to hearing about like social studies when I was in elementary, which I haven't even thought about social studies in forever until you mentioned this. And I'm like, oh, we don't even do that anymore. What happened to that? Do they still have that? And I guess Mm -hmm. when I talk about the the study of the mind or whatever, I automatically go to like maybe sociology or psychology or not just the mind, but like- So yeah, it's like, it's a mixture of that. But like, I I, I go a lot from just like family and like personal um, relationships perspective looking at at it from that scope. I see. Oh, I just remember one thing I meant to ask as well. I guess I lied when I said the show was over. But before <laughs> I forget, um, I was listening to Enough Wicker and they did um, the episode where we meet Trudy. Boy, have I missed you uh, for Dorothy's um, class reunion. And they said mm-hmm. that Trudy had big flight attendant energy. And that was a perfect description of Trudy. And I mm-hmm. posed the question, who else on the show had a good flight or big flight attendant energy. Um, And I said, nursey, nurse, nurse. She definitely was giving me flight attendant. Um, Was there anybody that you think would uh, be on that list? Um, I feel like Blanche or Rose could do that. Like, you know, Rose is like, you know, really happy and helpful. I could definitely have seen Rose as a flight attendant. Yeah. And then like Blanche, like, I don't want to put like, well, a lot of times, like I, I've heard about like 
by attendants like hooking up with each other really? or with like the um pilot and stuff and like Blanche would probably like that because she probably meet all sorts of people that she could like you know have her little flings with yeah i'm gonna, I'm gonna have to ask some flight attendant friends because i did not know that and you know i feel like she would like that if it was like um, like a high class airline or something, or she was only doing mm-hmm. first class because she would meet all the men. But I feel like she'd get fired because she'd be too busy flirting. She wouldn't be serving anything. She would just go sit down and start talking to them. Um, <laughs> and I mentioned Yvonne. Woo! I think she definitely gives a uh, flight attendant energy as well. Yeah. And who else did I? Oh, somebody said Chrissy. She was actually a flight attendant, but she didn't give me flight attendant energy as much, even though she is one. Yeah. Neither did um, Candy, a.k.a. First, um, who? I was going to say the first Kirsten. Um, hmm. I guess, I mean, they do have some mean flight attendants. <laughs> I guess she doesn't have, I guess I, I'm thinking of like people that are super like boisterous, like, hey, how are you? Blah, oh, blah. okay. Okay, um, gotcha. But you said Candy. Candy, the, yeah. she was an actual flight attendant. Again, she didn't mm-hmm. seem like she had big flight attendant energy. Neither did um, Liz from when um, uh, Rose was going to eat life. She was a flight attendant. Like there, I know there's mm-hmm. different types of flight attendants, but we all associate certain personalities with certain professions, and they just don't give me that. The, mm-hmm. the actual ones that we meet. And um, who else? Oh, the caterer. I think he gives flight attention energy. Yeah. Um, I could yeah. definitely see him. Um, South Fork Freak said Marguerite. Um, I could kind of see that, you know. I, I could see her uh, directing people not to go on the lavatories for freaky stuff. Oh, um, somebody, let's see. Matt in ATL said Nancy from the hotel. This lady, if you don't recall. When, okay. When they won't grab that dough. She definitely, first of all, her shoulders are humongous. I know shoulder pads were a thing back then, mm-hmm. but damn, linebacker realness. <laughs> um, and apparently she's still alive, but she retired from acting. Too bad, because I would love for her to be a golden con. Um, but she definitely, definitely gives flight attendant energy. Let me make sure I didn't miss any. Oh, somebody's, uh, okay, Petunia said the caterer. Okay, so that was the same one that I uh, okay. picked. Actually, yeah, they they picked that. So, yeah, that's a that's a very good good one uh let's see i think that was it oh fran siegel said abby from uh rose's job the one that was uh annoying her so much abby definitely i could see as a flight attendant not that we think flight attendants are annoying but she just was very overzealous and i feel like sometimes you need to be you know to get people's attention especially these days but this time i'm gonna leave for real i'm gonna hold you hostage but thank you for joining katrina you're welcome back anytime and I cannot wait to see your uh, Henny Penny and Company outfit at Golden Con. Yes, thank you. Well, everybody, we're going to go ahead and go. But thanks for listening. And as always, thank you for being a friend. Ha, Kay's not here. I cut myself off. See, I'm so busy talking shit. I accidentally turned off the mic. But I still got to say it uninterrupted because Kay wasn't <laughs> here. So, ha. Listening. <laughs> to enter our So Good We Named It Golden giveaway so you too can feel like the world is one giant weenie roast and you're the biggest weenie. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at So Good We Named It. Make a post letting your followers know to listen to the show and send us a DM so we know that you entered. And don't forget to buy your tickets to Golden Con in Chicago, April 22nd through April 24th. Go to thankyouforbeingafan.com for more information. And thank you for being a friend.